Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. All right, so it took us a while, but we are here. We got uh, Matt Clark with Rainmaker System. So it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, man. Great to meet you, too. We did finally get on the call. <laughs> it was a little bit of back and forwards. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what, that's what uh, a timing is, schedules and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, in the end, things work out for a reason. So we actually met through one of your your team members, Rachel. Yep. Right? So she's – and she actually reached out to me on LinkedIn. Yep. And so LinkedIn's actually what your business has, a, like, hyper-focused on, helping people – get leads and things like that out of LinkedIn. So it's kind of all comes full circle. Well, she used, she used the system that we trained on to reach out to you, man. So, you know, it's just proof that everything works, you know, and there's multiple uses for it, not just getting more clients. So what's, I mean, what's Rainmaker system? What kind of walk us through what that company is? Yeah, cool. So the company is called the Virtual Edge and the program that we put together is called the Rainmaker Lead System. And we help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. So, you know, the best part about it is that, you know, my background is, my background is interesting, man. I mean, like I, I used to do door-to-door sales. I don't come from a, uh, a digital marketing background. And, you know, when I left that organization, when I sold my company rather, um, I kind of thought like I want to get into the online world and create this, you know, laptop lifestyle work from anywhere, travel the world, earn multiple currencies, make money while you sleep. And apparently making money on the internet was the way to do it. But I didn't have the, the technical skills for Facebook and for, for Google, although I tried. Like, don't get me wrong, I tried and I burnt a lot of money going through that. But when it came to LinkedIn, there was like something that I could grasp and understand because I realized I could virtually knock doors every single day without going through a gatekeeper and I could just speak directly to the person who I wanted to speak to. So for me, that just made sense, man. And, you know, we went down that path and it's just been a a crazy, crazy journey. So, I mean, right now with Corona and everything going on, I mean, I do less door knocking than I did in the past. I mean, I, I mean, for me, I still, still love door knocking. So, um, the one one thing I find out, I do cold calling too. And the one thing that I find out is with the door knocking, right, you hit less doors. Yep. Yeah, less people are willing to sl- slam their door in your face, right? Because they're, yep. you know, they they don't have that buffer of the phone. Yeah, right. So on the phone, there you probably you're gonna get more to contacts. Yet they're gonna be more willing to basically tell you off or hang up on you, whatever it might yeah. be. I would think of you being more so like on LinkedIn and those kind of platforms because now they don't have that. You even have more of a buffer. Yeah, is that the case or okay? Well, you, you kind of look at the numbers, right? So the numbers will tell a story. And like anything, you got to understand what happens at each step of the sales process, right? Yeah. So if you're doing cold calling, you're going you're gonna to dial X amount of numbers. You're going to get a list from somewhere. You're going to dial X amount of numbers. You're going to have X amount of people answer the phone. Uh, you're going to have X amount of people then say, yes, I'm interested in taking the next step. So you just kind of look at the numbers. So what they look like on LinkedIn is that I'll, I'll show you kind of like the industry standard and then also where it can go because we see some people have, you know, much better success than others. So typically you're going to see on connection requests is you're going to see about a 20 to 25% connection acceptance. So if we talk like 
a thousand people a month. You connect with a thousand people a month. That's 30 a day, right? It's not a lot at all. So 30 a day, give you a thousand people a month. That's going to give you a 20, let's call it a 25% connection rate. That's 250 people that connect with you. Out of that, you're going to see on average about a 20% of people actually engage in a conversation with you. So that's going to take you to 50 people. Um, and out of that, you should get about 20, 25% of people wanting to do a call with you. So the numbers are really good. If you take a look at that versus like a Facebook funnel, you need a lot more there because the conversion rates are a lot less. But man, you start putting in some automation and you can spend 20 minutes a day doing this stuff. Yeah, that was going to be my next question right there, the automation. So, so walk me through where, I mean, where'd you, where'd you grow up? Where'd you come from? Where, I mean, where did you get out there and become a salesperson? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I mean, I was born in, in South Africa and, you know, grew up here. I, I love to travel. Um, I hated school. So, you know, for me, when I finished school, my dad was like, dude, you're going to go to, you're going to go to university. You're going to be the first clerk to get a degree. I was like, yeah, man, I think you got the wrong person there. <laughs> it's like, that's not going to happen. And so instead, what I did was I started working as a waiter, you know, and I was, I finished school a little bit earlier when I was 17. Now here in South Africa, you get your driver's license when you're 18 uh, and you can drink when you're 18. So it's not 16 and 21 like they're in the States. And so everything kind of happens at the same time. So I was working as a waiter before. And, and I guess that's kind of really where I found that I really love connecting with people. And I can connect with people really easily. And I did really well working as a waiter. And we only used to get tips. And what I used to do is I used to, like my back pockets, my left pocket and my right pocket, I used to save wait, half. Wait, let, me, let me just mention it fast. Yeah. So in South Africa, as a waiter, you don't make a base salary at all. You only make tips? Only tips. Wow. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, that's because I know they're trying to pass that. I think in Texas, out in the United States, and it just never. I don't think it ever went through. But that was that's a okay. Never mind. So sorry. Your your back pocket. Yeah. Well. Well, that's the thing. You know, in the states and in Europe, you can actually build a career as a professional waiter. South Africa, it's like a it's like a stepping stone to the next level because, you know, it's and depending on what kind of restaurant that you work in, you know, you're going to earn somewhere in the same amount every single month. But, you know, so my thought process was as a stepping stone. So, you know, I used to have, like, I used to take my money and whatever I made in a night, I'd, I'd split it in half and put some in my left pocket and some in my right pocket. One was for saving, one was for spending. And, um, you know, we used to party quite a lot and I was a little bit naughty. And uh, I had a big roll of cash in my cupboard. And, um, you know, the one night I, I went out and I was using my dad's car and we had a bit too much to drink and I actually crashed the car. And he was like, he was like, no, dude, enough of the stuff. You need to go overseas if you're going overseas. So he went into my cupboard, grabbed the cash, bought me a plane ticket and he kicked me out. He's like, you're going. And so I went over to the UK and then the first job I did there, well, the second job I did there was to do door to door sales. And um, man, we were selling gas and electric and that's when I really learned how to sell. And I found out that I was really good at it. Were you, okay? I mean, so people react differently to rejection, right? I mean, every door you knock is not going to be like, oh, come in, let me buy it, whatever. So how do you, how do you deal with, with rejection? You know, I think it's, it's a great question. You know, for me, one thing I realized about myself is I'm, I'm able to like switch that, that kind of stuff off. And it's like, okay, if it's a no, then that's fine. I've either got to try and get over it or I've got to move on to the next door. 
And man, I mean, there were days, not everyone was nice, right? I think about, you know, five to 10% of people were nice. Uh, no, I lie. Maybe about 30 to 40% of people were nice. And the large majority of people, like those doors had just been knocked so many times that by the time you get there, I mean, there were days where there were seven companies that sell gas and electric knocking the same road. And by the time you get there, can you imagine you open the door? Those people are not saying nice things, right? I've had, I've had people let their dogs on me. I've had people like chase me out trying to punch me. I've had people call the cops on me, like you name it, man. And they just get so fed up with it. But at the same time, it, it builds funny stories and a thick skin, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wait, so so being that like on some on some routes that you'd be door knocking, they had seven, I mean, six other people competing for that door. Yeah. Did you have to change change your script so it wasn't the same script or was it something throw them off? Because I know there's like a if it's like hi, my name is this. I go, hey, your your gas is gas is running or something like that. There's something that's really offbeat. So they go, okay, I got to change my system and I'm gonna actually talk to this person. Do you do anything like that or is it? Okay. So, yeah, how I would frame it was slightly different is that people would come in. So you, you have to kind of change the, the framing of it, right? So how I kind of frame it is if, if they open the door, then like, oh my God, you're the seventh person. Like, just get the F out of here and like scream and shout. I'm like, listen, I get it, right? I get it. I'm the seventh person around here. But here's the thing. The reason I'm here is because you're still on the list. Like you haven't done anything about it. And if you want us to continue coming out here, let's have a chat and get this thing sorted out. And at the end, I promise you, I'll tell you if it's a good fit or not. If it's not, I'll just cross you off the list and you'll never hear from us again. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's talk then. <laughs> <laughs> That's simple enough. It, it makes it compelling. Yeah, and you just agree with them. You're like, yeah, absolutely, 100%, right? But you haven't done anything. Yeah, mirror matching is such a huge thing that I think any salesperson has to, to come to a realization on. It's so funny as well. Like when you when you take, like we used to get people uh, that would shadow us when they're training. And then they sit there and they're like, you know, first time they see it, they're like, oh my God, this is insane. And then you get over the objection. They invite you and you sign them up. They walk out there. They're like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> there, there was a story. It was from actually one of my uh, coaches and he brought it up. He goes, he came late to this thing and the, the person in charge of the whole event he starts yelling at him. So he starts yelling back and they start coming to rapport with each other and they bring it down. And he was like, Oh yeah, we went for drinks afterwards. He loved me. He goes, you know what? You're like me. We're similar people, but it's like, you just married him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. Uh, all right. So, so walk me through. So you're doing the door knocking and then w- yeah. what's next? You're kind of doing that. Yeah. So when I, when I, you know, I was working in the UK and then I came back to South Africa I did some crappy jobs in between. I went to a recruitment agency and I was like, listen, just get me a job in sales. Like, let me sell something. They tried to put me into call centers and all sorts of nonsense. I was like, no, that doesn't work for me. And I remember I was working for a, one of my dad's friends selling like corporate clothing and gifts. And I got a call from the guy who I used to work for in the UK. And he said to me, he's like, Matt, you got to come and talk to me. We are selling telephone systems. It's the easiest thing we've ever done. And I'll never forget, he phoned me on the Tuesday. I went and saw him on the Wednesday. I quit my job on the Wednesday and I started working there on the Thursday. And I got stuck into the telephone industry. So we're selling PABX copiers, CCTV, door to door, but to businesses, right? And I mean, I did that for eight years. And in the last four years of it, I actually partnered up with two people 
And I mean, we created a pretty awesome business. We had like 60 staff members. We we're doing like $6 million a year, all through door-to-door sales, no marketing, no advertising. Um, but what started happening was that, you know, making money became more important than how we made our money. And it all just became about the money. And I just got to a stage where I felt like this thing is like eating my soul. You know, you've got salespeople that just show up there just for the cash. They don't care about the people. They don't care about you. The culture is a bit of a mess. And we created that, right? I mean, full responsibility. But I just wanted, to, I just realized I wanted something different. And so I sold my shares back to the guys. They carried on with the business, carried on doing really, really well. And I went on a bit of a different journey. And, um, you know, I had another business on the side. So, you know, I wasn't too, and, and I just sold the shares. It was worth a lot. So I had cash flow coming in, which is really nice. But I went, got to a stage where I wanted to do this online thing. And I saw there were a lot of speakers coming out. So Success Resources was sending a bunch of people over here. And I saw these guys and I was like, these guys are living the lifestyle that I want to live. They're traveling around the world, making millions of dollars. They've got systems doing a lot of the work, making money while they sleep. And so I started looking at, I was listening less to what they were saying and looking more at what they were doing. And I realized a lot of them were using this little program called Infusionsoft. And so I decided to dive into that. And I realized that this is a system that can do what I used to have a bunch of people doing. And I want to dive in and learn more about this. Yeah, so, you know, I went over to Arizona and I got certified with Infusionsoft. Uh, and then, you know, we don't really use it so much anymore. I, I kind of, our needs have changed and our business has evolved. And so I started helping people grow their businesses and to automate a lot of the systems and processes. It was completely new in South Africa at the time. Um, so we had a big gap there. In fact, I was actually a little bit ahead of the curve for where we were. And what started happening was that we help people automate and grow their businesses And then it got to a stage where it's like, cool, we've got this thing set up, but now we need leads. And I didn't have the skill set in Facebook or Google to be able to provide that. And I had somebody, a friend of mine, tell me to start looking at LinkedIn. And she gave me a couple of tips. And we started diving deeper into this. And we realized like I was doing, you know, I was spending like 20 20 minutes a day connecting with 20 people a day. And um, from that, I was able to set up meetings every single day. Those meetings then turned into clients. And I was like, there's something here. I'm pretty sure people want to know how to do this. Because for me, it was like I could virtually knock doors every single day without having to go through a gatekeeper, without having to leave the house, without having to get into traffic. And it was just easy, man. And since then, I mean... We really dive deeper. I had a very cool memory pop up on my on my Facebook feed today. This day, two years ago, we ran our second ever live event. So we got to a stage where we were running live events and we do a live LinkedIn workshop where people would come in, we'd help them get their profile set up and actually generate leads and set up meetings while they were in the workshop with us in the same day. So, I mean, how are you refining your initial, uh, I guess, question? Because, right... Because when you're on LinkedIn, right, you have that initial kind of question or yeah. statement that you're bringing to the next person. I mean, how are you? Because I, I see some people, they'll, they'll send it to me and they'll send a, a very big statement or a small statement or a, oh, yeah. a big question. I mean, what's, I mean, what's, how do you refine that over time? You know, for me, it was, we've always been in a process whereby the, the number one goal is how do we build rapport as quick as possible? And how do we turn someone from a connection into a client in the quickest amount of time, Right. And so, you know, you learn that from door-to-door sales. So I just thought about how can we do that on LinkedIn? 
And it's pretty simple. Number one, set yourself up so that your profile is set up for conversions, that you're going to attract your ideal client. So first you need to know who is your ideal client and get laser focused on that person. Then you want to create a message that's going to excite them about talking to you. So we call this the pickup line, right? So my pickup line is I help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. So when I talk to coaches, consultants, and advisors, they're like, dude, can you help me get two to five leads a day? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's what we do, right? It, it comes in. So it's irresistible. Then you set your profile up as a, as a client-centric sales page instead of as a CV, how most people's profiles have been written. And so what that does is that when people have that initial connection with you, they can see how to work with you before they even talk to you. Which means that if you're laser targeting, as an example, coaches, consultants, and advisors, and you've got a message that speaks directly to them, you're not going to have a 20 to 25% connection rate. You're going to have a 40% connection rate. Which means you've got more interested people to talk to. So now the conversation becomes really simple. They know how to work with you before they talk to you. So now my conversation with them is like, that's like 50% of the work done. Now the conversation is, is pretty simple. It's like, hey, dude, I help coaches, consultants, and advisors get two to five high-value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. We work with coaches, consultants, and we work with you guys all around the world uh, and have seen amazing results. And then I share like two or three results. Like we've had clients have an 800% increase in sales in two months. We've had a client 10x her business in a year. We've had people um, who have gone from 30K to 120K a month within two months, you know? And then it's just like, these are the results we help people get. Are you looking for results like that? If you are, let's get on a call and see if there's a good fit. I'll tell you if there's not. And that's it. So so you're getting traction on building this business. Mm -hmm. And then you find out you have Crohn's disease. Yeah. Oh, so the, the Crohn's disease came in just actually as I started the Infusionsoft business. So it was even before we got into LinkedIn. And it was interesting. Like I went, um, so I like to ride motorbikes and stuff as well, off-road enduro, right? And we went to a place in, in Lesotho in the mountains called Kwakwa. And um, it took us about eight hours to ride 25 kilometers. So in miles, what's that? That's about 15 miles, right? Eight hours. The terrain was intense. And when I got back, I felt like I was getting a bit sick. And I thought it was because we drank some of the, the, the stream water or whatever it was. And it just got worse and worse and worse. So now I've got this business that's starting out. We're starting to do okay. And it was just me at the time. And then this thing hits me, man. And um, yeah, I went, I lost a lot of weight. I went down from 82 kilograms down to 59 kilograms in the space of two months. Wow. Um, that's like 180 pounds down to like 130 pounds, I think it is, in the space of two months. And um, I was like skin and bones, in and out of hospital all the time. Um, and in actual fact, you know, my business partner now was, he was working with me at the time. We were kind of like doing some business together and he kind of just came in and, you know, he just said, dude, like he was shocked and he's just, that been the best thing ever. He was more on the technical side. He said, listen, dude, you focus on getting better. I'll take care of all the clients. He wasn't even getting paid at the time for it. You know, I'll take care of all the clients. You just focus on getting better. And uh, he did. And, you know, that was the start of a, a really beautiful business partnership. And so, That's a strong partner right there, taking on more weight with uh, not the extra pay or not really any pay. No pay. He took all the risk and he didn't need yeah. to, you know. 
And sometimes when you realize there's a good thing, um, there really is. And, you know, now we're at a stage in the last two and a half years that we've been really focusing on LinkedIn. We've helped over 1,500 entrepreneurs in 18 countries. Um, the business is an incredible place. Um, you know, he focuses a lot on the, on the coaching and the deliverability and the technical side. I focus on the sales and marketing. So it's a really, really good partnership as well. So, I mean, going back to the kind of the Crohn's disease, I mean, was there a point, I mean, I mean, you're losing a lot of weight right there. Was there a point where you just wanted to kind of be done with it, kind of give up or, I mean, change course, I mean, do maybe go to more to like a, a corporate world or something like that, anything like that, where it's just like less stress, less risk, anything like that that came up? You know, I've never worked for a salary in my life, so I wouldn't know what that means. Um, you know, in actual fact, this is the first time since I'm owning my business that I've got a salary, <laughs> right? So it's fun. Um, but no, that was never an option for me. Um, also because the thing is I needed really flexible hours. I mean, I was at a stage where I, I could only really function for about two hours a day, you know, to put this into perspective, I was going to the bathroom like 30, 40 times a day. Um, and that's why I lost so much weight. I wasn't sleeping throughout the night. I'd get up very often throughout the night. So really, my time was between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. that I actually had energy to do stuff. And so I really needed to find something that could be efficient, that could get me the leads that I wanted, that I could bring in the sales and my partner could deliver. And that's what we did with LinkedIn, man. I was knocking. I was just knocking 20 doors a day, 30 doors a day, generating leads and then closing them. But what it did teach me was that I need to be really focused with my time. I need to be really effective in the time that I've got. And I needed to cut out all the other crap that wasn't getting me close towards my goals. So what happens? So once you're, you're getting more adapt to basically, um, I mean, getting more time in your schedule and everything like that, how do you protect it? So you're not basically what you're doing in two hours is now going to take you four hours. Yeah. I mean, it's very simple. You just, you know, most of the, most of our days are just filled with other people's shit. Okay. I don't know if I'm supposed to swear on here or not, but like, no, no, swear, swear away. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I won't go too mad, but right. You know, most of our days are filled with other people's shit. So it's really about understanding what is really important, you know, and, and asking yourself the question of everything that you're doing, is this getting me closer towards my goal or further away from it? Right. And understanding what is transactional versus what is transformational. And really, you know, the transactional things are things that you delegate or delete. And I just like, I was looking at the stuff and all the transactional stuff. And I was just like, I'm just not going to do it. And yeah, some emails piled up and some things get, didn't get done. But at the end of the day, it didn't hurt the business. It didn't hurt me. In actual fact, it freed up more time and energy for me to be focusing only on the transformational things that are going to move my business forward. Right. Um, and so we actually even designed a training as part of some of the things that we work on with our, our, our higher level clients, where I show them exactly how to determine what's transformational, what's transactional, what should you be focusing on, what should you be delegating, how should you be delegating it, and how do you just delete some stuff? What do you think in, in building your business has, you mean, besides adapting to your own health issues, but what also have been some of the, the biggest struggles you've had to deal with in building your business? Man, I think one of the big things is, you know, just setting your standard, you know, raising your standard. Um, because I think too often we, we settle for things just because that's the way they are, you know, and we accept that that's just the way they are instead of actually setting a new standard. So, you know, I went from 
making a lot of money at the top of my game to starting out something new and like getting it going, then to being completely sick and not being able to do anything to then now building up this, you know, seven figure business. Right. And some of the challenges that we came across was there were a few things. Um, One of the biggest things was when we started out, I was like, I'm just going to sell high ticket stuff, but then I couldn't scale it. So we could only work with like 10 clients at a time. And what was happening was that, you know, you do marketing and selling and then you get on some clients and then you deliver and then you don't market and sell. You deliver, you deliver, you deliver. Then the project comes to an end. You're like, oh, shit, I've got no money and I've got no clients. And now you need to market and sell, pick up clients. You're like on this constant roller coaster, right? The feast of famine cycle. And we realized we could only take on 10 clients at a time with the way that things were structured. And so what we decided to do when we started getting into the LinkedIn side of things is, you know, the next natural progression create an online course. And because, you know, the thought process is I'm going to create a course and everyone's going to rush and rush to me and come and buy this thing. Right. (laughs) That's how it happens. (laughs) Not understanding that that takes time and energy and effort. And also it was like, we had, we're selling the course for like a thousand dollars. So it was like, we needed eight sales, $8,000 sales to make up one normal sale. The time and energy and effort that you were spending delivering, you're now not spending delivering, you're spending it in sales and marketing. Okay. And so from there, we then learned to shift that again to create a, a high ticket offer that is actually scalable and that is more leveraged, where we had it, where we've now built a combination of, um, well, not only high ticket offer that's scalable and leveraged, but gets people results in the shortest period of time. That's the key. Because the big thing for me is like, I, I just realized I wanted a lifestyle business. I want to be able to travel. I love traveling. I love coming to the States. I love traveling all over the world. I want to create a lifestyle business. You know, I recently just got married as well there. And yeah, thank you. And, um, you know, my wife and I want to travel the world and have fun. She's also got a couple of businesses as well. So it's about building that lifestyle. And you've got to figuring out that balance between work and what needs to get done there and also having a life do you ever look to try to mesh them together i know some people okay i want to differentiate basically uh work live another kind of mesh them together i mean have you ever where do you lean on that so a lot of the time when i travel overseas it's because um you know i never wanted to be a speaker but somehow i've landed up speaking on stages to like thousands of people at a time Uh, I think the biggest one I spoke to was like 3,000 in the room with 2,000 online. And, um, you know, I spoke to people in in LA uh, two years ago, to like 2,500 entrepreneurs from 70 countries. And, you know, those are the kind of things that I'll I'll mix up and go do events and go and speak and bring on clients and partnerships and all the rest. But honestly, now since like COVID has happened, it's been the biggest blessing for our business because we've had to think differently. We've had to do things differently. Um, because with all of that stuff comes a lot of costs and travel expenses and, and all that stuff. And you're never guaranteed of actually making that money. Whereas now we're able to help people foster. We're able to reach people faster, help people faster. I mean, and, and we've just seen the most incredible results. So now I don't want to, you know, I'll write it off as a business expense, but I don't want to work when I travel. I want to travel you know, and I want to enjoy it. Like my goal for the next five months is that this business must not only run, but it must grow without me being at the head of the helm. 
I mean, isn't that the idea that like uh, usually businesses, your own businesses grow when you're not there because you allow basically you're actually holding back your team members sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What? I mean, oh, yep. sorry. Go ahead. There. Well, I, I'm busy. I actually got off a call just before you with my sales team whereby, you know, I'm putting in place a sales director. We're putting in the right systems and structures. Um, and, you know, these guys are just selling without me being there. They've all got absolute clarity. They've got absolute focus. The energy is high. They know exactly what they need to do. Um, they know exactly who they need to help and how they need to help them. And it's just a thing of beauty, man, where you, you, you kind of like, you're putting in the work, but you, you're putting in very different work, you know? You know, my goal now is to help these people see around corners, not be the be all and end all. So going back to that, to that young kid that was uh, waiting tables, that was putting the cat the cash in his one pocket and another pocket before he got into the crash. I mean, what kind of advice do you think you'd give to that kid? I would say, you know, there's one thing. Um, I don't really have any regrets um, because I've lived a very cool life, man. I've traveled to some amazing places. I've had a ton of fun along the way. I've made a shitload of money. I've lost a shitload of money. I would say the one thing that I would do different, okay, there is one thing I would do different, is start investing that money sooner. You know, because I'm now getting into like investing and it's just, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. You put money in and then there's money that gets made and you don't have to do anything for it. Um, that's the one thing that I would say to myself earlier that, you know, learn how to invest sooner and invest sooner. Put more of your money into investments um, than to just putting it in the bank and saving it. I mean, you just said right now that you made a lot of money and lost a lot of money. How yeah. do you overcome, right, when you've lost a lot of money? Like, what do you, what's kind of like the process of a bad investment or whatever it might be? What's the process that you go through? You know, I think for me, it always relates down to what the, what is the vision? Like, where am I going? Um, you know, for me, I think one of the things that, that I'm very grateful for is that I learned the skill of how to sell. So I know in, in me is that no matter what happens, I'll always be fine because I can sell, right? And that was kind of my philosophy. And now it's like, I'll always be fine because I know how to build a great team, you know, and attract the right people. But I realized that in order for you to be successful at any of those things, you've got to have a vision of where you want to go to, right? Where you want to end up. And not just a vision in terms of how much money you want to make, but what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your lifestyle to be like? What's the motivation behind it? Why is it important to you? And for me, it's like, I look at that and I'm like, okay, that was a setback, but what did I learn from this? What are the mistakes that I made here, right? And then actually take the time out to say, how do I make sure that this never happens again? Number one. But more importantly, how do I make sure is that as I grow and scale and I hit these numbers where I ultimately want to be, how do I make sure that it doesn't break along the way, at least until the point where I can get to that? And so I just sit and take the time out and, and go through that. And I mean, sometimes you take a hit and you need a bit of a, a you know, you need to like, like, and like take a couple of days off and, you know, just get your thoughts right and get your mind right. Sometimes you can bounce straight back and get back into it. It depends on, on what the setback was and what the problem was. But I've had times where I've just kind of taken a couple of days off, gone away to somewhere quiet, just reassessed where I am, where I'm going, making sure that I'm still on track for my vision. Um, because setbacks happen at every stage. I mean, we've got some stuff that's happening right now that that's there was a big setback but you know we're taking it and we're moving forward with it but it's not a it's not a business killer it's not a i don't think anything really is a business killer 
there's always a way around it. Yeah. I mean, it's never a straight path. It's, it's usually a windy road kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, what, what's, I mean, what's next? I mean, what's that? I know you've already talked about it, kind of where you're going to put everything, where, where you're going. I mean, where do you, where do you see if, let's say we're talking in, in two years from now, where do you see your business? Man, in two years from now, um, you know, the business is doing at least $20 million uh, a year. Um, I've got my team. I'm more of a shareholder and a consultant to the business than I am actually in the business. Um, I've got team members that are that have changed their lives because it's given them a platform to be able to do that. Um, we've got clients. We've got five, you know, five. We'll have probably about three and a half thousand clients at that time um, and people just getting massive results. But, you know, more than likely what would have happened is myself and my business partner would have set up, you know, another one or two businesses that we're working on. Because if we set this thing up and we're not needed in it, well, we're going to go and create another one, you know, because that's, we love the challenge and we love the the, the processes and, and going through it. So that's kind of where we're at. But, you know, in terms of personal, um, you know, we'll have a couple of kids, definitely. We'll be traveling, well, we will have, we will have traveled the world uh, not the whole world, but a bunch of cool places. Uh, we'll have a couple of kids. Um, you know, my wife wants to design her own house. So, you know, we'll have, we'll have be in the plans or have designed the plans already and starting to build it. Um, and yeah, really just living life to the fullest, man. It's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting time to be alive. Life moves fast for you, huh? Marriage, now some kids traveling the world, designing yeah. the house. Awesome right there. Well, if, if people, I mean, um, are looking to grow their business through LinkedIn, I mean, what's the best platform for them to kind of reach out to one of your sales team or reach out to yourself or whoever yeah. it might be? Absolutely. So there's two really good ways to do it. Number one is obviously on LinkedIn. Okay. You can reach me at Matt Clark S-A, M-A-T-T-C-L-A-R-K-S-A. And um, just pop me a message. Let me know you saw me on Vinny's podcast and um, I can actually give Vinny some feedback on that as well. Because um, we'll also be putting this out to our list. I mean, you know, I love promoting other people, get you some more listeners as well. Appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. Absolutely. Um, and then the second part is go to my website. You know, we've created, a, uh, we've created something called the 20-Minute Profile Makeover, which will take you through some of the strategies that we've discussed today. It's 100% free. You just put in your email address and your, and your, and your first name. Um, we'll give you the 20 minute profile makeover. There's also a 37 minute training that will take you through. That'll take you to the next level. And at the end of that, if you feel like you want to talk to us further, just book a call with us. You know, we don't try and sell you anything right there. And then we really want to make sure that it's a good fit for you and that this is genuinely something that can actually help you get results. And if it isn't, we'll tell you and we'll recommend something else for you. Perfect. Well, thank you, Matt, for being on the Road to Growth podcast. I, I appreciate all your information and, and your story. And I'm going to look forward to the, to the journey. Looking forward to, to where you're going in a couple of years. You move fast, man. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's like I looked at uh, that. was so crazy. You know, I was telling you earlier about this memory on Facebook. And um, it was so crazy because that was really the start of everything. Uh, we were running a, a live, we were running live events. So what we used to do is run live events. We'd get like 30 to 50 business owners in the room and we'd get them leads in the room while we were there. So like, listen to this in one day, 167 leads, nine meetings, four sales from 15 business owners in less than 24 hours from a live event. And two of those guys, um, in the last two years, one has gone on and he's done, you know, millions of rands in sales. Um, 
and his entire life and business has changed because of it. And another guy who is a cricket coach, his entire business has changed because of it as well. So, you know, that was two years ago. And I feel like I've been doing this for a lifetime. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. Hopefully all you listeners got some great information. Reach out to Matt. Go on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm still learning it. And every day I feel like I'm learning how to crawl. One day I'll learn how to walk. So appreciate you being on here, Matt. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.